Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news. This is episode 116, recorded August 30th, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Grant. And in today's episode, first pick of the Tokaz Pro, DIY thermal fingerprint decoder, new meetups, sales giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Full show notes with all of the links can be found at thelocksportscast.com. One quick announcement about this particular episode. Um, I've been very busy and stressed the last couple of weeks, and I considered skipping this episode altogether because it just has not been working very well for me, uh, my schedule, and uh, this computer. As you may well know, I said before, my laptop died, partially my fault. And this computer uh, just took five attempts to get it to actually boot up. I'm not sure what's going on. Different symptom every time I tried to boot it, but it's working now. So we're we're going to try and get this episode out. There's some time-sensitive community news that I want to make sure I get out this week. So let's get on to the show. First up, Southord's latest blog post is a second part of their history blog. So the first part of that I'll read here just as a teaser, and you can check out the rest if you're interested. It said, in our last blog, Southord Locksmith Tools, The Origins, Part 1, we gave a peek at the beginnings of Southord. Before becoming a manufacturer of professional lockpicks and locksmithing tools, we first sold brass knuckles, gentlemen's sap gloves, Italian stiletto knives and other unique and pretty cool self-defense products. Promising to pick up the story where we left off, we combed through our catalogs from decades ago and got to thinking about how our products have changed over the years, and we'd like to share some of these changes with you. And if that sounds interesting to you, there will be a link in the show notes. Next up, we have what appears to be the first public pick of the Tokaz Pro, and that was by Retep. Ream? I'm not sure if that's how they want that pronounced, but what's cool about this pick is this is a high-security disk detainer lock, and he picks it by tensioning with a standard wiper insert-style tension wrench and a dimple flag. No DD pick. Uh, the description on the video says, Tokaz Pro is a high-security disk detainer lock with nine disks, and, a, and the spacers are the carrier. It has return bars and key guide serrations on back of disks that interact with return bars. No false gates and round sidebars make it a little easier. Shout out to Duckfax, who legit made this possible. Thanks and cheers. And congratulations to uh, Retip for being the first. Always good to be the first. In another community news, Lockpicking Dev has finally hit 500 subscribers on YouTube, so... Congratulations to Lockpicking Dev. And Lady Locks has hit 200 subscribers on YouTube. Congratulations to you on that milestone. And if anybody else has any major milestones, either be it Twitter followers, YouTube followers, really impressive picks, something else that you are really uh, proud of, go ahead and send it in. It does, you know, self promotion is allowed. Send it in. Uh, let me know about it. Other people do send me some stuff, but. And I try to catch some things myself, but I can't be everywhere all the time. 
So if there's something you're proud of, send it in. I can't guarantee I will cover it, but I will certainly try to cover the major milestones. But I can't share it if I don't know about it. So please send stuff in. Next up is a video by Mr. Black Magic. This was sent in by iFisk, and it's Portable DIY Raspberry Pi Thermal Camera and Fingerprint Decoder Logarithm Teaser. Long name, but really cool setup here. Uh, from the description, it says, Build a DIY thermal camera out of the following main components. Raspberry Pi 02, WaveShare UPS Hat, WaveShare 3.5-inch RPi LCD, TinkerForge Master Brick, TinkerForge FLIR 80 by 60 thermal sensor. Also, I wrote a little program that can display and interact in real time with the thermal image in several ways to get a portable low-budget tool with many features. Additional to the main aspects of a general open thermal camera setup, I I developed an algorithm that can detect and track fingerprints in the field of view and also estimates the order in which they were pressed. The accuracy of the algorithm increases over time, but decreases after a certain point, but the algorithm can itself determine the best moment for reading and also saves the calculated data automatically. The algorithm calculates a value for fingerprint pattern similarities that are not only based on shape and size, but also the intensity and fading behavior over time and many other aspects allowing different patterns to be decoded. Also, this view can be used to get the best alternatives if the first code did not work, as you can reverse the order between similar fingerprints as the next attempt. The algorithm is mostly stable when used in a non-homogen temperature environment. The software is written in Python and can be used with every other thermal camera that can output a 16-bit thermal image. This proof of concept is being released so that others can work with this idea and hopefully increase efficiency and stability and may add some fancy new features. Still need to do many tests and modifications, but the first prototype seems reachable. Always welcome for ideas and other input about this topic. More coming, hopefully soon. So this is a really, really cool idea and something that would be fun to play with. It might be a bit difficult if you don't already have a Raspberry Pi and you're not aware. They are extremely hard to come by right now, especially the Raspberry Pi 02W. They are virtually unobtainium right now, or you're going to pay a fortune for what was a $15 computer. Now people are charging like $100. So uh, good luck if you don't already have one. But if you do have one already, this could be fun to play with. And I actually happen to have one. So if I get some free time, somewhere down the road here. I might try and pick up a a thermal sensor and give this a shot. Thank you for the idea, Mr. Blackmagic, and uh, I hope you continue to work on this and improve it. And as I was watching this video, it got me to thinking about ways to defeat something like this. Obviously, the first would be a keypad that randomizes the position of the digits, because that would, you know, kind of make this useless for the most part as long as it was actually randomizing at every attempt. Other ways you could possibly help, maybe gloves might help, using a stylus if it's a pressure-sensitive, not a capacitive-sensitive type touchscreen, or if it's actual physical buttons, um, using something like a device other than your finger to press them would help. A longer pin rather than just four digits, if if it allows 
different pin lengths, maybe a six-digit pin with one digit or two digits that repeat would make it more difficult. wouldn't defeat this entirely, but would make it more difficult. Uh, Another thing would be simply after you've successfully entered your code and gained entry, take your fingers and run them down the display to smudge the heat signature might help. Probably not with a more sophisticated system, but on a simpler system, it might help uh, obscure the uh, prints and the order they were done. Anyway, tell me what you think, but be sure to check out this video. And if you have any other suggestions on how to defeat something like this, uh, send them in or leave them in the comments. Next up is a new idea, a new product in development by DeviantOlaf. It's called the Fire Plug. It was announced in his video, Our New Firefighter's Tool, the Fire Plug. And the description says, For times when the traditional padlock bypass driver isn't working and you're a first responder with a duty to make entry quickly, it may be necessary to destructively get through the padlock. Often, firefighters will employ handmade devices to assist with this attack, but instead of cobbling together bits of metal trash from the ground, we decided we would try to make something that would be more compact just as reliable and easier to obtain and keep on your person. We're finishing up with the prototyping, but I welcome feedback from anyone who's the first responder and can see value or challenges with an item like this. Let me know your thoughts, he says. Anyway, pretty cool, very simple, fits on your keychain and replaces the way firefighters used to do this type of thing. Um, I'll leave it to you to watch the video for exactly how it works, but for some locks that have the core retained by a retainer plate on the end you can bust that retainer plate off and drop the core out and then manually actuate the actuator firefighters used to actually use a stripped down core with a key soldered in it to actuate those but this tool replaces that in a more convenient and looks like easier to carry fashion of course links to all this stuff in the show notes next i received a note from Barebones lock picking that the bone flags dimple picks are now available individually and not just in the sets. The current options are a small or medium flag and either a white, which is left facing, or a black, which is right, right facing, and with or without the fleck color. If you're interested, you can find those on their website or the link in the show notes. And Terrell shared a tweet by somebody on Twitter. I forget who right now. I apologize. But they were uh, endorsing South Coast Locksmiths Limited, uh, a source they were getting uh, pins from for some security pins and stuff like that for their locks. And they seem to be happy with them. And I thought I would just share that here as a potential. Looks like mostly European Eurolock type stuff. But if you need a source for pinning kits, security pins, uh, they have a lot of different stuff in here, including master key sets, keys cut to code, and other things. I don't know what is available to general public or if they have any restrictions in that way or not, but I thought I would let you guys know about it and put a link in the show notes. Moving on to meetups, several new ones sent in. Uh, First up is one... I'm going to list them in order of when they occur. We have B-Sides Newcastle. That one's been up for a while. That is September 1st through the 3rd. 
And September 17th in Chicago, we have Hack for Kids. So a lot of these are that I'm going to mention are actually like hacker type events, but the common theme is that they have a lockpick village or they have physical security talks included in the event. So Hack for Kids, September 17th in Chicago. ISSA's LA 12th Annual Information Security Summit. They do have a physical security keynote by Divina Olaf. Um, I'm not sure if they have a lockpick village or anything like that as well, but they are going to have some physical security information. Then we have B-Sides Charlotte taking place September 24th and 25th in Charlotte, North Carolina. B-Sides Augusta taking place in Augusta, Georgia on October 1st. B-Sides Triad taking place in Greensboro, North Carolina, October 22nd. St. Con 2022 taking place in Provo, Utah, October 25th through the 28th. We have some security, physical security stuff going on there. Deviant Olaf, of course, is going to be one of the keynotes. Then we have B-Sides Charleston taking place in Charleston, South Carolina, November 19th. And we have a few new belts to announce. Lockpickers United Karate Belt System. We have Lily Sharkmancer on the Discord earned purple. Uh, MC earned brown. Congratulations to both of you. And we have a new black belt announcement. Craig has earned black belt. Uh, among the accomplishments listed were uh, picking an abloy disc lock with a custom tool. A Dom Diamant in are also with the custom tool, group two safe lock manipulation, and a DD handle built using just a Dremel, files, and a drill press. Pretty cool. Congratulations to you, Craig, on your new black belt. So if you aren't familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system and you're curious, there are links in the show notes to the official rules page as well as some videos that explain the process and what the, uh, what the game is all about. It's a fun way to work your way through and uh, receive some acknowledgement for your developing skills as a lock picker. And moving on to speed locks, we have some new records over at speedlocks.org. Um, actually, a new record and a first record. So, new record for the Yale 500 by Lockheed in 31.867 seconds. And we have a first record for the Dorma DC 500 by Prince in. 2 minutes, 16.166 seconds. Congratulations on those records. And now it's time to say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. We'll start with the Patreon subscribers. We have Jimmy Longs, Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave 2 bd Deciphered, Lebon's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and Coat, Sherelle, a.k.a. Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, a.k.a. Cool Tune, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, JHP Picking, Bare Bones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker, Snake. And we have Chief Content Producer of uh, Cherell, or aka Anthony, this week. Barely beat out iFisk this time. And we have other content producers are Artichoke 2000, Bare Bones Lockpicking, Gravity Karma, Holly, Nox Locks, Lady Locks, Panda Frog, Prince, the Lockpicker 1969 and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you for your support. This show is only possible because of that support. 
So if you're getting value out of the show, please help support it by sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that is Locksport related that you think the community should or would like to know about. Send it to podcast at the locksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes. Can't guarantee I will respond right away, but I will try to respond and get it in the show as soon as I can. Don't forget to share the show with your lockpicking friends. You can also leave a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever the platform you listen on allows. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform. If you want to donate, you can via PayPal or you can subscribe on Patreon. Definitely not required. Totally optional. This show will always be free. For more information on how you can help the show, just go to locksportscast.com slash support. If you support the show with a donation or information that I use on the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people you just heard me mention. You're always welcome to send feedback. You can do that either in the comments or you can go to thelocksportscast.com slash contact or you can send it to the email or any of my other social media. Just remember to keep it polite. If you want it shared on the show, that is also possible or it can be kept confidential. Your choice. If you want it shared on the show, polite, reasonable, length, family, safe, uh, no politics, no drama, all that stuff. I did get some, some comments uh, a little bit critical this last time, and that's that's great, as long as they're polite. There was one person that was not polite, and um, it's somebody who's quite famous in the community for not being polite. Uh, that person won't be commenting on this channel anymore. Anyway, I do appreciate uh, critical feedback. That That is absolutely welcome, as long as it is done politely. I'm not always correct. I do make mistakes. I misspeak sometimes. So... Be sure to call me out if I get something wrong, and uh, if if you think my viewpoint is off, you're welcome to say that too. I'm not the end-all, be-all, but uh, I do appreciate the feedback. Just make sure it's polite. Uh, moving on to sales. We have a new one here that is probably going to expire by the time this episode actually makes it to air, but just in case, I'm going to put it here. Vent has sale items listed on their page, including their electronic picks. Um, until the end of August, so probably about a day after this episode comes out, I'm hoping. And they have other sales items on this page that I'm going to link to that are up to 25% off, anywhere from like 10 to 25% off. So you can check that out. Southord has their sale items page still up with their summer items on there. I still see this link working for Review Guru's discount code at... Law Lock Tools, that's a 10% off link. So be sure to use that if you're going to shop at Law Lock Tools. I don't know if the Summer 25, 25% off coupon is active still or not, but that uh, that code is also listed in the Review Guru link that I will post. Bare Bones Lock Picking has a new coupon for September, and that is going to be Prince 10 for 10% off storewide, excluding Law Lock Tools products. 3DLockSport.com. Save 10% with the code LSCAST10 when you check out there. Mako Locks, 15% off with the code BUYMAKO. And UKLockPickers.co.uk, 10% off with the code GIFT. Moving on to giveaways. Uh, Panda Frog has a what's called the Quick Swag Giveaway for Lockpickers. That was done through a YouTube short. And it was announced on 825, and he said he was running it for seven days. So there'd be a couple of days left when this episode posts. Lady Locks is celebrating her 200 subscribers with a giveaway. 
The description says, I did it. I reached 200 subscribers. I'm so excited and thankful to everyone who is subscribed. Check out what I have for my 200 subscriber giveaway. I hope you guys love it. All you have to do to enter is like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment answering my question. What is the hardest lock in your naughty bucket? Good luck to everyone. Winner will be drawn and announced on my video that comes out on 9-2-2022. So make sure to check it out and see if you've won. All right. So yeah, uh, check out Lady Locks 200 subscriber giveaway. And congratulations again to Lady Locks for that milestone being reached. The Lockpicker 1969 has some giveaways running. Uh, Send in a note saying, I'll be doing giveaways probably for at least the next three months and possibly longer. And uh, with a link to the initial announcement video and said, I will be alternating the giveaways between a single lock or item giveaway that is open to everyone, including outside of the U.S., and multiple item or lock giveaways that are limited to the U.S., mostly just due to the cost of shipping outside of the U.S. So stay tuned for that. And I will have a link to the first giveaway in the show notes. I believe that video was done on a YouTube short also. And the giveaway by Average Life of Prince, the 100 subscriber giveaway, has been extended for another week due to work issues there. Uh, Not able to get the drawing done right away, it looks like. So extending the giveaway for another week. So if you haven't entered yet, you still have a chance. Head over to uh, the link in the show notes and get entered in that giveaway. Knox Locks continuing the series of giveaways that he's doing over there. This one, the one that's running right now is the third, and it is the Knox Locks Lock 3 for Me giveaway. And that video will, of course, be linked in the show notes. And of course, CLK Supplies hashtag Lockboss giveaway runs every week and lots of good prizes over there. Since they are a Locksmith supply company, they have lots of good stuff to give away. So if you're into giveaways, good to check that out. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm guessing this is going to be a short one. It wasn't. I had some other stuff that I wanted to put in here, but I've been so busy and so stressed lately. I did not have time to kind of peruse the articles that were sent in and summarize and pull out the key information. I tried last night. I honestly could not focus enough to make sense of the articles. I was so tired. I wanted to get out, you know, first picks and and all this cool stuff that's happening in the community. I want to make sure I get that out in a timely event. So this might happen from time to time where I have a, a short episode where it's just me announcing the, the the community news, the stuff that needs to get out in a timely manner. And I will save the other stuff for a time when I have proper prep time. So thank you to all of you who have stayed tuned here to the end of the show to listen to these uh, little closing statements I've been making the last few weeks. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me that you uh, think enough of the show to listen all the way through. I hope uh, I hope I can, can keep making you happy and uh, providing a service to the community because that's what this is really about is kind of like a community bulletin board for everything happening with our community most of all. Thank you. Keep it legal. Legal.